0: You know, like all these things, you know, whether it's choreography, whether it's, you know, singing, directing, um, you know, being an actor, all these kind of elements, you know, if you you do them all and, you know, unconsciously, all that kind of uh, knowledge is there and it kind of, you know, it does make its way into the script and, you know, how it's set out. Um, I think even in the, to a certain extent, why with the script, the kind of, explicit theatricality of it kind Mm, of mm. i I think i owe it to that kind of you know those mix of influences as well Mm, yeah
1: Welcome everybody. My name is James. And my name is Neil. Hey, James is back in town.
2: Yes. I mean, I was in town. You were in town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't available, but yeah. Uh, And we have the wonderful Bryce with us. Yay. Hi guys. (laughs) Welcome. Why don't you introduce yourself?
0: Uh, My name is Bryce Boffinger. I am a director, writer, performer, choreographer, you know, switchy kind of fella. Um, and I am the writer of Lunch with Bernays, which is on at the Bedella Room at KXT uh, from the 21st of June to the 24th. Check it out. Um, yeah. Great. Ooh. Wonderful. <laughs> um, I love
2: that you're uh, multidisciplinary. I think that's really yeah. important personally. Um, I guess uh, what um, you probably started in one role, but yeah. ended up branching out to others. What was the first role that you kind of started with?
0: Um, well, I wouldn't say it would be – I guess it's always been some kind of performer. Uh, yeah, like when I was – I guess when I was a child, when I was um, – yeah, uh, you know, I started basically in dance and stuff like that, did a little bit of drama and then it was like I went through high school and everything and, you know, as I was kind of like going – what do I want to do? And, you know, uh, considering avenues, you know, um, you know, storytelling and being able to, um, yeah, t- tell big important stories to people, you know, really start, really appealed to me and, you know, doing it through, you know, the kind of vocal, physical, all that. I, I just found myself drifting more towards, you know, the dramatic side of things.
1: Hmm. Yeah. i actually spoke a few, uh, I work at the opera house and, and, uh we have the ballet there, and I've spoken to a lot of the dancers there. And mm. and a lot of them have said, Yeah, you know, I would like to go towards the drama route. And they, they do, mm. a lot of them end up doing that. And, yeah. uh, and that's a that's thing to be said because um, a lot of actors like to choose the physical form before they go to the other side and, and learn lines and everything. Yeah. And do, do you, did you find that that's, that's how you were? So, like, did you find that more?
0: Yeah. Look, there was a few things. Firstly, like when I was in like year 12 and everything, I had like a, like a big kind of injury that set me back. So I was kind of like, right, well, dance streams aren't there anymore. But, um, I don't know also, I think, I, I, I think because we're, I think because we're not just visual people, but we're, you know, auditory people as well. And I know that, you know, you can have music and interpretation music and all that, but, um. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I just found myself being drawn more towards the kind of, you know, the the, the synthesis of those two things a mm-hmm. little bit more. Yeah,
1: and uh, you you're from Queensland.
0: I'm yep. from Queensland. Yes. <laughs> okay, yep.
1: Uh, oh, what what where did you go there? Uh,
0: to uh so, yeah. So after I finished school, um, I did my uh, bachelor in uh, performing arts drama. Hang on, no, it's bachelor of fine arts. Drama at a uh, QUT up there. I did the drama course up there mm-hmm. uh, for three years, and then uh, then I well, the reason I came down here was because uh, I got into the writing course at NIDA, um, and that brought me down here to study, and I've uh, been here ever since. Wow, fantastic!
2: Um, <coughs> I I have a personal pet, um, not peeve. It's almost the opposite of that for QUT because right. a lot of people I feel don't realize how good of an acting school it is. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, what was your experience with QUT?
0: Yeah, I'd say, look, it's, um, especially the drama course, you know, cause they try and get you to do bits of everything you learn. Um, they really try and give you, you know, all the tools, all the opportunities to be a, a, um, multidisciplinary, um, creator, uh, artist, uh, theater maker. Um, I felt it was a really good, uh, grounding, um and you know a lot of it's interesting um you know as you go along with making art and stuff you know there's there's things that you know you go oh this this um this director or you know not director um this this tutor or this lecturer you know oh they're you know full of it or whatever and then you go oh, oh wait no i oh, no, i understand what they meant by that <laughs> um I found, I, found, I found a lot of that with um you know uh you know, quite a few of the lecturers there you know they have a lot of of a lot of knowledge and a lot of uh, you know insight and you know it's a it, i found it was also a very nurturing environment um as well
2: yeah yeah because it's really difficult to because now that um the australian government has decided to wage war on the performing arts <laughs> mm-hmm and diminish all of the bachelors into a Bachelor of Fine Arts instead of Mm. actually a Bachelor of Acting or a Bachelor Mm. of whatever, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're forced to do a lot of things that aren't necessarily about acting. And and previously before we know that it took Kate Blanchett three whole years at NIDA just doing acting to get to where she is, for Mm -hmm. example. So having that being diluted is obviously really difficult, right? and, And I see that's why maybe the lecturers had to go about their teaching in a kind of roundabout way, where they you kind of gave you a lot of stuff up front, and you were forced to understand it kind of afterward. Um, but I'm seeing a lot of QUT, like more than NIDA. I'm seeing more QUT people in performances uh, and in big projects. So <laughs> I really hope that people start considering QUT along the side of WAPA and NIDA. You know, yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely. I think it's really up there, and um, guess, yeah. you know, particularly the the acting course up there uh, has gone through like such, I think such a revolution since um, uh, it changed hands. Um, You know, the person running at the moment, uh, Andrea Moore, she's just fantastic, fantastic. Mm. And, uh, you know, you can see it with the graduates that come out. A a lot of mine, which, you know, a lot of, uh, I'm friends with a lot of them. Mm. And just like, you you know, where I knew them, like maybe a year back or like two years back versus when they come out is, you know, extraordinary. And she really, again, makes sure that they have, all the tools, Mm. you know, it's not, um, yeah, really goes like, okay, you may need, you you may think in going in this direction or whatever, but you know, like here's this thing and here's this thing. And, you know, um, you know, she's also, you know, while it is an acting course there, she's like, look, you know, if you want to have your hand at directing, she's very encouraging with, uh, uh, the careers of a lot of, um, a lot of my friends who have gone through that particular course. Yeah.
1: You know so, what, I would, what I would like. <clears throat> I wonder if it happens already. But um, these these degrees. Uh, I did a similar degree. I did a degree in uh, performing arts and mm-hmm. and learned about uh, just directing, uh, directing and and stagecraft and dum- dramaturgy and sound lighting, whatever you know, and acting. You know, I, I came in as an actor. I want to be an actor, you know. Mm. Um, and then I learned all these other facets of the stage you know, theater, and I think that also also helped me quite a bit. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, and I feel like it'd be great it, that you could do that, and then you could do a post grad and and specialize. I don't want to be an actor. I want to be uh whatever. You know, yeah. like I mean, that's what we uh, that's what we do a lot of lot of degrees. Like you do a commerce degree, and then you go, okay, I really want to become a a, a lawyer, so you do a uh just doctrine in mm-hmm. law, you do, and you do post grad on law. You know, and you spe- uh, specialize. Um. I think that would be great too, you know, if that's a, a way the Australian government is sort of going towards. Um, cause of my- oh, I, I don't think they're going towards that. Yeah, I no, think they're I, just I, going I, to crushing yeah. performing <laughs> arts in
2: any form. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Like at Sydney, at Sydney Uni, they're, they're get, trying to get rid of um, theatre studies. Theatre studies, religion studies they are just trying to get rid of it. Um, it's awful. Mm. Um, but that idea actually is brilliant. I haven't heard of that. I thought of that idea before of because of performing, the fine arts degree seems to be quite multidisciplinary. Is yeah. it? I would say do that shorter and then have a
1: specialization, you know, afterward. I think that'd be a great idea. Yeah. I think too as well, because like, <coughs> I mean, we've all worked in, uh, in, in shows where you could see an actor who's only done acting mm. as a course, purely acting, and they don't realize how important everything else is on stage, like mm-hmm. lighting and sound, and where you need to stand, because those are the things that make the stories. Because the audiences see it and hear it and all that, mm-hmm. and they don't understand that. Mm-hmm. They understand themselves as an actor. Oh, you know, I got to do all this work for it. Yeah, I, I need to do my voice, but then then that's like twenty percent of the whole the whole project. Yeah, yeah, really. absolutely.
2: So I guess Bryce, with your yes. performing background, mm. how did that influence your current script, the Lunch with Bernays?
0: Yeah, um, I think. Look, it again, like you take all bits and pieces from whatever, and it all kind of influences each other. Um, you know, my, uh, <coughs> you know, my kind of um, like where the script kind of came from originally was. Um, two places, firstly research on Bernays himself, but also, you know, it kind of came out of the thesis I was doing at NIDA um, where I was actually, you know, kind of taking, um, it kind of, it kind of came from a uh, PhD, a uh, directing PhD. So, you know, another, you know, so taking drawing from like the directing side of things and being like, well, how can I, how can I translate this directing style into like kind of a, um, you know how can I put the little pointers in the script to be like, mm. hey, it deserves to be treated this particular way, or you know, mm. um, and kind of you know, getting a real appreciation of that particular stuff. So I think I think that's one particular way. Like um, also, like I mean, whether you're, I mean, writing is all you know, unconscious, subconscious. Once you're in the flow, um, and it sounds like all kind of woo woo stuff, but you know. <laughs> no,
1: it's 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 true. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah Continue. but uh you know like all these things you know whether it's choreography whether it's you know singing directing um you know being an actor all these kind of elements you know if you, you do them all and you know unconsciously all that kind of uh knowledge is there and it kind of you know it does make its way into the script and you know how it's set out um i think even in the to a certain extent why with the script the kind of explicit theatricality of it kind Mm, of mm. I think I owe it to that kind of you know those mix of influences as well Mm, yeah you know and you know think about you know have a real deep thought about your script I think firstly you know like once you produced it what is it you know what's it you know what's it saying what is it about what are its themes you know who's its audience you know why (laughs) now um you know and start thinking about you know how you can sell it you know what how do you sum it up in like 15 words or whatever um and then yeah like you know look out there for you know places to you know put it to so in my case it was like um you know kxt opened all its um application places and i and you know uh applied for pop upstairs and i put it in for that wrote the application for that and you know here we are but um you know there's there's always opportunities popping up throughout the year so it's just you know keeping an art for that, you know, place like KXT, you know, Old Fitz, Bondi feast, uh, you know, Sydney, Sydney fringe, you know, there's, there's a plethora, plethora, um, you yeah, as much as we get the sense of, you know, uh, a dying arts, there's still plenty, plenty out there to do if you sniff about. Mm. So that would, that would be, that'd be my kind of thing is have a serious think about your scripts, um, you know, and what, what it is actually, um. And then, you know, look about, find places to submit it to, go. And then the third step would be, um, and maybe a little bit of that comes before that final step, but it's, um, you know, start getting a team together, you know, find someone who, um, you know, and the people that you know that would be interested in directing or whatever and be like, hey, check out this script. What do you think of that? You into it? Does this go with, you know, uh, with um, what yourself as a director likes to Direct and you know your own vision of your own artistic process, mm. and you know, find find collaborators that um yeah you know, uh, as interested in you know what you've got on the page as you are uh, and what it's saying, and then uh yeah go ahead sniff about submit yeah great H- how did you find your collaborators? Um so I'm kind of kind of very lucky that um you know my partner is uh we just go psss- <laughs> on the same, uh, wavelength (laughs) with a lot of things. Um, right. You know, we, we met through, we met through uni basically. Um, yeah. And, you know, from there, you know, we're sharing like, you know, ideas all the time, bouncing things off each other. We have a really good sense of, you know, um, you know, what each other's processes are and what each other, you know, uh, you know, as artists are about and stuff. And, um, you know, we, we, we just have that click and that shorthand with each other. um, yeah and so from there, like you know we went into uh, last year when um you know r i p the old 505, but um mm-hmm. you know with um their fresh work season last year, you know we directed each other's plays, and you know kind of as a necessity of that, we kind of went, well, you know, we can't we, we have to put in like an a b n kind of thing and it's got to be i guess kind of a joint thing, yeah you know, why don't we just start up a bloody you know theater company a yeah. little a little theater group, so uh that's how. Uh, 180 Collective, which is our <coughs> theatre group, started off, and yeah, been rolling with that. Great, yeah. wonderful. I, I met Samira through uni as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, uni is a uni is a bloody fantastic place to you know find collaborators, and it's uh, it's something that luckily um, you know, a lot of my lecturers and stuff you know really emphasise. Like, hey, you know, like you know, don't don't alienate everyone here. You know, it's not. Um, or it shouldn't be, you know, this big competitive doggy dog kind of world. You know, like the people here, you know, they are your future collaborators. Get interested in each other's art and stuff. And I think that's really good advice for any kind of young artist starting out. Is to, you know, yeah, if you're going to uni, and I know that's not everyone's circumstances, but um, you know, there's plenty of other places, you know, um, you know, whether it's in your acting class circles or you know your community theater circles or whatever you know, chat to people, you know, find out what they're interested in and, you know, you know, find your collaborators through this kind of shared pool of people, this community that you've got because that's where it really is, you know, a unique cohort that is a community, you know. Mm. you got to reach out to them. you got to, um, you know, for lack of a better word, use them. you got to, um, you know, yeah, start collaborating, start thinking, throwing ideas around with each other and that's how you find them. You find who clicks from that.
1: Mm. What, what did you find? Uh, The most
0: challenging part uh, with L'Entrepreneurs. You mean the writing of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's a – honestly, the thing is is, um, making him – it's so hard to demonize him, I feel, Mm -hmm. and it's like what you immediately want to do because he's got so many – he's got his hand in so many – bloody pu- can, okay can i firstly ask i forgot to ask the start yeah um swearing how's that how's our feelings on that on great what, on what swearing no yeah sorry it's right you're from queensland you gotta swear <laughs>
1: i know i know that's the, <laughs> I've, been, I've been trying to restrain yeah, myself yeah, so much yeah. here <laughs> <laughs>
0: but uh cool 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 so you know okay so firstly is there, is there any words is there anything that i'm not allowed to say you can say whatever you want to say great Great. This is, but oh, it's, it's, this is a creative field. You're supposed to be saying whatever you want to say. Love it, love it. Um, but, yeah, you just, you know, when you find out all the things that he's done, you know, like getting women smoke and, you know, fucking millions of people have died from that, um, you know, the coups in Guatemala, even things like, you know, the promotion of bacon, which is, you know, um, processed meat connected to high risks of cancer you know, high cholesterol, blah 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 blah. You kind of just want to go, ah, you fucking bastard. Um, but uh, you know, he's a really complex character. He really did feel, you know, what he was doing to a certain extent was good and was right. Um, and you know, he had, he was a, he was a lot better person than a lot of other people at his, you know, around his time as well. Uh, and he also comes a, a lot of what he did was informed by a lot of his own personal traumas. And so, the thing of letting that sing, um, I think, was, and not making him this complete, you know, ugly monster, which I I think is, you know, there are several groups of people that, um, he's not well widely known. And there are other groups of people that, um, you know, are aware of him. And, you know, one group amongst them is conspiracy theorists. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they, you know, paint him. A particular way um and that has a lot to do with you know other kind of you know every conspiracy has you know special interests behind it or an agenda behind it mm-hmm. um you know and it was it was making sure that you don't fall into that trap but you're seeing the actual real documented uh truth and all its complexity of this character um i feel and the other thing was to not get too heady about it and you know because it is like you know, this is a living character. I've had to do a lot of, you know, research on him, um, and it's the thing of like, you know, not getting into this kind of structured, like, okay, first we did this bit, and we did this bit, and we got a, um, and actually, yeah, like actually, like letting letting it flow, letting it be, um, letting it be a creative mm. work, um, and not a, you know, history presentation, and having that kind of theatrical flair there and letting falling into that kind of um, letting that take me away you know I feel Um, yeah because with research you know tend to get heady and that kind of you know clunks down your process uh, and you can end up very easily into like block and there was a few points where I wasn't block and it was just the thing of being like Fuck it. Let's not think of it. Let's just, you know, ride the wave. Let's see where we go with this. And uh, some of the best scenes, I think, in the play, you know, were when I just let myself go to that wave. Yeah. Um,
1: because you wrote this, mm. right, and Samira uh, directed it. Yes. How easy is, is it for you to just walk away from the script? And do you? do you like being in the room are you allowed to be in the room or like how does it go how does it go
0: um so you know personally i i try to prime myself on good practice you know and be like nope i'm gonna be in the room i'm gonna you know go is that away, the good you know, practice thing? not to be in the room well i i think it is and I, i'm very much like no it's uh you know i've created it and now it's off to the you know the director to do that thing mm-hmm. you know it's now out of my hands it's mm-hmm. It's my baby, but I'm sending it adrift in the river. And you know, it's, you know, gonna be an even better, more exciting, more layered piece if, you know, I just surrender it to the wind. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, Sam has been like, you know, can you actually be in the room? Um, put put whatever, you know, you know, pride aside of doing good practice aside. Come into the room, please, and like, you know, actually be there and you know, yeah. um, yeah, because it's it's actually part of her process of being like, so what did you think of that thing? And, you know, like, you know, again, because we're such we're such like collaborators, it's having yeah. that bouncing board there. Right. Um, I think, yeah. So I've been in the room for a lot of it, um, but kind of, I mean, I've kind of taken my um, writing hat off and had to put on production and marketing. So that's been what I've mostly been doing in the room, cool, cool, sending out cool. million emails per hour. But um, mm-hmm. what was the second part of that question? I feel it was the second part.
1: Oh, just okay. So, um, because she's like, you're, you're in the room, and mm-hmm. and um, how do you like? Can you separate yourself from it? It's easy for you separate separate yourself. Oh,
0: look, it. I think I think it's it's again something that you have to you know have. Um, oh, words are escaping me today. Great, okay. Have me on podcast, and I forget all my words. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's a. Uh, you know, something, I guess you have to be, you know, kind of, I guess, vigilant about with yourself and, you know, checking back in on yourself and being Mm -hmm. like, you know, no, 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 no. Like, you know, you've let go of your baby. You just got to, you know, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, but uh, I've been like that for the last few pieces of mine. Mm -hmm. I've been very much like checking in. No, 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 I can let that go, let that go. So like most of the time, um, you know, I try and try and, I'm very, I'm very open with my works. I actually like uh, what, uh, when you do surrender um, the work to the director. Cause again, they add that layer that um, you wouldn't have never thought of. You think if you play in a very particular way, and they come at it from another point of view and they're like, oh, well actually there's this layer and we're going to pepper that on top. you're like, that's fucking fantastic. Um, so that's how I tend to kind of work with it. Again, I feel like I've missed part of your question. <laughs> no, it's
1: okay, it's okay,
0: uh, it's fine. Um, Yeah. So I I tend to be very, you know, like let it go, let it go. But there is, there is points where you go ah about certain things, but uh, it's just checking in again. Of course, like, you know, if it's very, you know, very important, like very, very important, like, no, 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 it's going to lose complete meaning, you know, feel free to, feel free to stick to those moments. But like, yeah. Because like I mean I mean
1: I I can tell you from experience as well like I'm, I work with my spouse my partner as well mm-hmm. <coughs> so um uh, like I completely separate myself <laughs> from because uh, she did a bit of, like AD work for my last play and and she would ask me questions regarding the mm-hmm. the the, 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 re, uh, the rehearsals and I would go <laughs> Don't ask me. <laughs> I'm just going to act. <laughs> I yeah. just want to act. Yeah. Don't, don't like, uh, I don't want to get into that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I tend to be like, no, no, no. You're taking your direction. Taking <laughs> yeah. Direction. Just, just, yeah. But, you know, there will be some point. I will be honest here. I'm not going to paint myself as a bloody angel or whatever. But, like, you know, there are some points where I've been like, I sure about that. And then, like, Um, and this is where I think the lesson of, Hey, just let it go, you know, and you have the vigilant mind comes in. Is that like, you know, the moments where I have been like about have actually turned out to be, you know, again, much better than I could have ever imagined. Like I've I've been at, at the time hesitant, but then being like, Oh wait, no, that works. And there's this layer of meaning on top of it. And actually, yeah. Wow. Okay. You got to trust that you got to trust. I think to a certain extent Mm -hmm. that they know what they're doing, which, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, if you've clicked with them uh, at a certain level and, you know, you, you, and you know that they're, they know what you are uh, intending with the piece and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You just gotta, mm-hmm. you just gotta trust that they know that they're doing um, trust, trust your child to them. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I want to talk about, uh, go back and talk about your injury. Right. Yeah. Because I think um, failure is really important. Not, not that your injury was a failure necessarily, but the, the, plans being changed that are out of your control. Yeah. You know, and being able to adapt to them I think is really important. Mm-hmm. Um can you paint a picture of kind of right before injury what was your kind of career progression? Where were you thought where did you think you were headed? And then how did that change?
0: Yeah. I mean like I still I still kind of had a kind of thought in my head that oh, well maybe, you know, you know, uh becoming like a professional dancer is um, you know, on my horizon and everything and maybe I can, you know, if I really buckle down and like um you know really commit to you know training uh you very yeah rigorous training and everything then you know maybe I can get myself to a technical level where you know that is still a possibility. Um at that time I was still I was kind of you know becoming more and more kind of you know enticed with the, the theatre world and the drum world, especially as it was you know starting to open itself up to me. I was in um a uh, Queensland Theatre Youth Ensemble for a number of years, and that was a fantastic experience. Um, so it was kind of that this world, this world of theatre, was starting to float in already uh, as the injury kind of happened. But it was still this thing of like, oh no, if I just like you know uh, buckle down, and then the injury happens. Like no, I'm going to be too far set back to, um, yeah, let's let's go this path because you know I I really like it, it's appealing to me, and it's mm-hmm. kind of opened itself up to me. So th- this is the, this is the lane I got to go down now.
2: Mm. Yeah. Well, how, how, how difficult was that transition for you?
0: Um, to be honest at the time, I don't think I really thought about it that much. It was kind of, um, it was just kind of, I don't know, I just did it, I think in a way. Um, at, at the time, I think as what well, it was, I, yeah. At the time I was kind of, you know, preoccupied with, um, a lot of questions about myself, including like, you know year twelve, I still haven't figured out what I'm going to do. Other people are like <laughs> saying they're going to be fucking lawyers or like, you yeah, know, yeah. neurosurgeons or whatever the whatever the hell. Um, and I was like, well, w- what what have I got going? What about um? And I was like, oh no, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to QUT. I'm gonna do drama. That was the kind of it just seemed right to me. I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: Well, great. Um. Uh. I guess. Uh, um. Uh, the question that I ask people, um, is just, just as a kind of a fantasy question, but, um, if you were given the budget of like a hundred thousand bucks, what would you do? And then if you were given a budget of like $10 million, what would you do with that?
0: Oh Christ. Okay. Um, wow. 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 God, the possibilities are really endless with it. Um well not with a hundred thousand adults, Right. Well I, look from uh, being a relatively broke uh indie theater person, it's like wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh yeah. There's there's so much I I would want to do, and I'm not sure. Um you know what path i would take you know like you know as a director or, or and as a director producer or like as a writer you know um there's you know there's a couple of uh works that are really you know out there and crazy in terms of like um you know in terms of like the technical requirements um that i would be like oh fuck yeah let's go down that path and let's really you know have a have a space that you know can transform itself and have things go you know and really uh Give, give those uh, shows as a director producer kind of a real kind of shot um, uh, I think also you know if I was to go down the writing side of things it would be like firstly get the plays I have written published uh, that would be great um, uh, and you know the plays that my partner's written published and stuff like that and then maybe just like kick back for a while and just you know dedicate life to just waking up in the morning and writing <laughs> just waking up in the morning writing instead of uh, you know, going to work for so so hours and coming back and being exhausted and then realising shit, haven't done the dishes, gonna feed the cat and they're gonna um, and then being like, well, it's eleven o'clock and I really should be in bed. Um, mm. you know, I feel it would give me a lot more flexibility, I think, to, mm. you know, just really go full hog into I realise I keep doing and that sound keeps coming up. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> so sorry. <laughs> <It's> um, <fun. laughs> but yeah, I think yeah, I, uh, yeah, it would just really give me, I guess, a lot more freedom in terms of, you know, being able to really do art full-time, 24-7 kind of thing. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. To In conclusion. Um, to either, you know, ded- dedicate my life to being a you know writer, whether it be for a very short amount of time, in the case of 100,000, or, you know, more long-term in – you know, in terms of the, how much did you say? 10 million. 10 million. 10 bloody million. Yeah, 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 10 million. I think I would also buy a house. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, Do
2: you think, it's interesting, because you, 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 you would buy time, right? You would kind write. of buy time to write. Yeah. Do you think that that's an important part of, um, I guess it's kind of a bit of a unrealistic binary, mm-hmm but do you think artists produce better work where they're out of, where they're not under pressure and they can write at their will? Or do you think artists work better under pressure where you know, they either have that demand of nine to
0: five? I, I don't think it's really in terms of the, the amount of time as such, I think you can produce a uh, bloody brilliant work in like three days. Mm. Um, and I think you can do the same thing in a year or two years. Um, so I don't think it's a matter of time. I think it's a matter of the other factors when it comes to creativity. Um, I think it's it has more to do with, yeah, so it has more to do with stress. Mm, I think mm. that's why I think coming to mind for me is like, oh, yeah, it'd be great to have a house and be great to like, you know, not work and have to prepare lessons all the time and stuff like that. I think it's more about, you know, stress um, and busyness and stuff like that and about trying to get into – because really we do our best work when we're not thinking and with uh, the stresses of life and, you know, know, finance and all that, it's it gets you in your – not to get all neurological and everything – gets you in your prefrontal so it's everything structured and and that's not really conducive to creativity. It's more, as I said, an unconscious process. And that Mm. applies for when you're – whether you're acting, um, you know – directing in a way you know because directing is a lot like painting i would say um and you need those moments to step back and look at the thing and be like you know what if i just splash this across there that would really add you know, a dynamism to that mm-hmm. um and same with writing is you know uh and this it goes back to what i was saying about research you know it, I, it gets me in my heady kind of place and i really need to um you know set aside time or i'll go Pull it outside. Don't even fucking research. Just sit down, stare at a blank wall, have a glass of wine, just go, mm. uh, and just keep going and don't stop because um, that gets you in that flow, that unconscious thing. So I think it's more about eliminating the stresses and the things that will bring you out of that uh, unconscious state of creative flow.
2: Mm. What What could the government be doing better to help artists in that regard?
0: Funding them. Yeah, yeah. You know, we talk about financial stress and everything. You're giving them, giving them money to do stuff. You yeah, know? yeah. Funding their institutions as well, you know. Um, just money, 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 money. Um, I th- and I think also opportunities, which, again, comes back to money, you know, instead of absolutely slaughtering uh, mm. s- small to medium um like they have done, and they're continuing to do, uh, and you know, holding back. You know, we've gone through a fucking pandemic, and all they gave us was twenty-five million dollars. And then come this year, like, oh yeah, everything's all good. Well, let's just cut again. Let's just, you know, um, we've got the, we've got the, um, uh, what's the character from Monty Python? You've got the, the knight. You know, um,
2: oh, the, the, the black knight. Or black whatever? knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He's he's lost all his limbs and stuff, you know. I I, I don't think he would miss a head. Let's let's <laughs> get rid of the head. That's what it is. Um, yeah, it's only a flesh wound. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Except yeah. this time, it's uh, King Arthur saying, "Oh, it's only a flesh wound." Yeah, and so this yeah. guy's like, no, I'm really fucking dying. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take me to the ER, oh, please. Yeah, that's yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Since we have you on, mm-hmm. is that uh, I can watch uh, you you. You directed, it, but Samira wrote it. That the yes. about the Mexican yeah, daughter, the Princess Party yeah. Yep. And I'm like, oh mate, if people show those stories, oh, you'd yeah. get so many people on seats. And I mean, it's a fantastic story, and everyone can relate to it. But it's actually about a Mexican, South American, uh, a yeah. uh, 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 girl. But we can all really relate to it. And Absolutely. these are the stories I, I feel should be up on uh, opera uh, in Sydney Opera House because that's a cultural hub, you know. And um, yeah, and, and the money should be going towards people like you and, and and James and and other directors and writers who are really writing Australian stories. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And and it worries me because I thought things were changing. Oh, people get things, but they're changing way too slow for my life, I tell you right mm-hmm. now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that goes across the board with politics. Things are not just not moving that fast. We talk about climate change. Mm. We talk about the arts. Absolutely. Mm.
1: Um, Yeah, And and at the moment, we've got short and sweet going on at the moment as well uh, across Australia and all all over the world. And, uh, I mean, even even in a small festival like that, I think there should be more money towards that. That's also, uh, I feel, it's a breeding ground for – Better Australian stories as well, even yep. the small and and you know, I think it's it's a great place to start off as well, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm just thinking back on the shows I've seen as of recent. Mm. Um, you know, besides the kind of, uh, I, okay, I, I'm going to say the big theater company shows. Sure, sure, sure. Um, you know, the most, I I think what's sad is the the works that I've liked the most and the works that have really I've been like, oh shit, that's like really again um that's like really you know innovative and oh wow you know like stuff that really shook me um mm-hmm. was all stuff written and made outside australia by you know um imported yes art, you know yeah. like um seven methods of killing kylie jenner brilliant play and the like she is just so genius uh jasmine is so fucking genius. um But that's, you know, where are the Australian producers who are doing that? Where's that for It's not an Australian story, it's the UK. Yeah, and and the reason it's brought across is because it had success over there. So it's like, again, it goes back to being, you know, art being ruled by finance uh, and it being like, well, you know, this has had success in the UK. This is not a risk. We can bring it over. Um, you know, and uh the other one I'm thinking of is appropriate. Um, oh, I was thinking, which that. was, oh my god, how <laughs> fucking good was that? It's like oh, the the uh, it's uh, it's set in America, yeah, but it has so much to say about Australians yeah, exactly, and was, um, exactly. And like, I was just thinking, Wesley, you you bloody genius person to uh, you know pick that play to put on and to have proposed that play to STC, mm, like that's. Yeah. Really, so fucking clever. Such yeah, clever true. Work. But,
1: but I do walk out very angry as well. You walked out angry as yeah, well. Yeah, I walked out angry. I out. Angry. I'm like, uh, I'm watching white people do what white people do. So, I like, but, but that, that's
0: kind of that's kind of the. That, but, but it's not even my white people. It's it's American white people. Yeah, I'm yeah. Australian. But so. he, here's the thing. I think he was very clever. In I, I get what you're saying. I get, get again. you are saying I, I think he was very.
1: No, he just looked at me. I wasn't the one that laughed. Oh. He laughed when you said that. All right. Why are you looking at me? My wi-
2: He said my white people. My yes
1: master. <laughs> I myself. mean the that in most loving oh, yeah. way. Hey, hey, James. Jeez, um, uh, uh, can you be here at 11? <laughs> yes. Yes, Neil. Yes. Let me just get <laughs> everything changed. I'm here. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, That's all good.
0: Um, the reason I this think- This is our last show. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah l- l- just to finish up the reason I think it was very clever that he chose to do that one is he was thinking about his audience he was thinking about the yeah. STC audience when he picked it uh, which is as you said you know white elderly people and the play is really about um, you know uh, the way the things that we hide as white people the things that we don't want to talk about mm. or address and it really kind of put that up as a mirror. Mm. Um, But of course, if you were to do that in Australia, you know, there would be pearl clutching and everything, but Mm. put it in America, Mm. you got what, um, what Sam and I like to call the condom of fiction, you know, it's, (laughs) It's oh, it's safe now. You know, I can take that in, and I can take I that like message that. in because it's in America. It's not in Australia.
2: But did they really? Did they really take it in?
0: Well, that that remains to be seen. But you know, um, <laughs> to me, it's it's out there. You know? I, I honestly
2: am very cynical about that kind of thing. With, with that sure. that that group of people who continue to subscribe to SDC, yeah. I feel that they're the classic. Oh, oh the Americans do that. Oh, <laughs> look at the Americans. We're not like that. You know, um, that's what I'm afraid of. You know, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. but yeah. Um, do you have any colleagues that you'd love to give a shout out to that
0: we can shout out w- f- with sure. you? Sure. Uh, firstly, I'd like to shout out the entirety of the casting <laughs> crew of Lunch with the Nays. They have been mm. absolutely superb to work with. Like it, you couldn't have a nicer, more talented bunch of people, I reckon. Um, so we have uh, Pat Manzi. We have, um, so shout out to Pat Manzi, uh, Natasha Chang, uh, Alana Louise, uh, Alexander Rigby, and that's our cast. Uh, and then in terms of uh, creators and crew, we have the wonderful Freya Morton. Uh, we have Fiona Lloyd-Harding, who's doing our lighting. Uh, we have Remy McKay, uh, who's doing our you know, production design design. Um, we have who have I missed? Amber Spooner, who's on lighting, um, and uh, I think that's about it. Uh, and also shout out to my wonderful, wonderful uh, dramaturg Alex McDonald up in Brisbane. Um, they're just wonderful. Um, just yeah, help me a lot with this. Um, and I think that's everybody. If I missed anybody out, give me a <coughs> slap around the face when you next see me. Um, but yeah, you can check them all out go. on the event. Yeah, go say it. Did you miss the misses? Yeah, I was gonna say
1: Well, that <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a big one. Yeah, that's, that's a
0: big one. And of course, the uh, wonderful director of the play, Samira Springs. Hey, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, check them all out. Uh, all, you know, check out what they're doing, what they're up to. They've got million different projects on at the moment. Yeah. So uh, yeah, give them a give them a little. Eyeball or two. Uh, what you should also have a little sneaky beacon at is probably the 180 Collective page. Check us out. Um, oh, give it really- a like, give it a follow, uh, you know, because we'll have more projects coming up in the future, always, forever. Um, and also check out the Lunch with Bernays event as well. Great. Yeah.
1: So Lunch with Bernays will be on uh, opening on Monday, 21st of June. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. Uh, and two, are you doing three shows? We're doing – so we got four shows. Four shows,
0: okay. Last show is Thursday, uh, yep. Yep,
1: and it's at the
0: X uh, KXT. Um, Absolutely. Uh, Kings Cross Theatre, Bodella Room, which is up the top. Um, yeah, see you all there, hopefully.
1: <laughs> yeah, come and check out the, the show. Um, we we'll look forward to seeing you there. And um, Bryce, thank you so much for coming on. And, thank you for having uh, me on. Know, telling us about your experiences and your journeys, and I'm, I'm hopeful there's people out there listening could uh, use some of your devices and everything. And uh, I think we're gonna have Sam on soon as well. we'll yeah, we'll have her that'd on be great. She,
0: oh, she will have a plethora to say about, you sure. know, creativity, the creative process. Um, yeah, and also being like, a, you know, being an immigrant writer and stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be,
1: yeah, that'd be great. Okay, well. That's for us for now. Uh, Thanks for everyone listening in. Thanks, James, for finally coming back on board again after. uh, Finally? It was a disaster last time, wasn't it? It was was really. It was (laughs) me. We had a great conversation (laughs) with Dave. Oh, I guess I'm not needed then. (laughs) That's fine. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks. Thank you so much. Have a great week, and we shall see you soon. Shook it!